0: Welcome to the Embrace Your Life Podcast Season 2. The place to be to live authentically by simply embracing your life. With your hosts, Kayla and Annie. Today, we're going to explore the meaning of change how transformation is a huge part of our human experience and how to embrace the highs and the lows that comes along our evolution. Change is not always easy, but it is essential in order to be our best self. So, Annie, what are some of the changes that you had to overcome in order to be who you are today?
1: Wow, that's a big question, Kayla. But hey, this is what we're here for. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Big changes, uh, so many in so many ways. Like the changes of my impact, example of depression, which is obviously so unexpected and unprepared for, but um, the beautiful transformation uh, that I was able to allow to shift within me and my external environment um, through the realization, even eventually with burnout and that shift again and that change uh, in the awakening of my father's illness and his cancer and realizing that we only had a, one life to live and the realization of something wasn't working in my life like everything felt right but something was mm-hmm. wrong and then with depression and burnout kind of happening hand in hand within a two-year time frame and my dad's illness being for me in Yan was a blessing in disguise he was this kind of the stepping stone into the realization like I'm not happy and it was my career at the time so that big change Mm -hmm. and I worked for the government you know and I didn't know how long I'd be there but you are there you have a secure income you have a secure opportunity so you think Mm -hmm. this is it for life and I was finalizing my undergrad too so I was like you know something will come and this is where I need to be and opportunities will arise and then realizing and listening to that change, to those opportunities mm. coming and capturing you from the inside and being like, this is not working for you. Like depression was a shift. Burnout was another knock at the door. And then your dad's dying. And you're like asking the questions, am I happy? Am I fulfilled? Mm. You know, <clears throat> what is happening? Excuse me. What is that? What is that knock on my door and actually tapping in and listening to that change and making those steps and making those jumps I changed. I had to change to adapt. And I realized, and I quit cold turkey. I was just like, planned a few things for sure. But it was like, for this change to happen and not be, not knowing what that change would actually fully be by leaving the old behind me and moving forward, but taking that jump into the unknown of that new change, that new transformation, that new opportunity. It was one of my scariest moments, but one of my greatest. I felt so high, so light, Mm. so, so free you know, and just allowing Mm -hmm. to listen to the change that was speaking to me. That was quite something for sure. How about you, Kayla?
0: Yeah, great question. Um, I just want to back on something you said. And you said it was quite scary, but you had to change. And I think that's the biggest piece of transformation and change and all together in our lives is that, you know, we are creatures of habits, right? We're creatures of comfort. uh, We're creatures of wanting to know, you know, we don't like the unknown. We don't like the uncertainty. We don't like to not be in control of our lives. And one of the biggest thing is that the beautiful thing that, you know, where you can live your most successful, authentic life is happening on the other side of change. You know, there's a big piece of fear, but at the end of the day, like, change requires you to be in your unknown, uncomfort zone, need to step into that, like, part of your life or part of yourself that is a bit of comfortable, that is a bit of afraid. Because if you were comfortable, you wouldn't seek out the changes, right? You wouldn't, you probably wouldn't have realized what you realize now uh, if something was just going smooth and as planned and by Annie's book, right? Like it it, it requires, I guess, a shake in our life, a a breakthrough uh, moment, I guess, or a breakdown, I should say, in order to be transforming, in order to change. Um, and I know we've called this, uh, you know, this episode season of transformation because a big part of, You know, of our life, and I'll share an experience from my end. But a big part is that if you want transformation to happen, you need to embrace changes. You need to allow Mm -hmm. changes, uncertainty, unknown to, you know, guide you in a sense. So what I refer to is, you know, when I was seventeen, I had it all planned out. I I was on top of my game. I was working. I owned, a, you know, I had a dog. I was planning to have three kids. I already had names for them. <laughs> That's and you know, next thing you know, um, I got separated with my partner at the time. I only had my dog, my car, and then I went on a full transformation of rediscovering who I was. Because I thought I knew who I was, but that was coming from the expectation of everyone around me, you know, who Kayla had to be in order to kind of fulfill that gap of who they wanted me to be. But anyway, uh, aside from that, the transformation happened when I was at my lowest. The change happened when I allowed myself to go deep and to let myself Crumble. Mm. (laughs) You know, I did a depression. I did a burnout as well. I left my job, my good high paying job. I was out of college and I was like super, you know, career wise successful uh, in my life. It seemed like I had it all figured out, but I didn't. And then when I allowed the space to just be, Mm. not know who I was, but just say, you know what, I'm going to try new things. I'm going to discover who I am. I'm going to try, you know, Whatever it's an activity with the people or coffee or something. I don't like coffee. I don't drink mm-hmm. coffee. My partner's still trying to convince me now. But <laughs> anyway, but the change happens when we allow ourselves to not know exactly what we want. So, you know, I think you can relate to that, Annie. But oftentimes we think we know what we want, but we actually don't. And it's when you try something new, it's when you take action and you actually do something that you'll discover through that process how it feels or if it's for you or mm, if it's not, right? Yes. Yes. You it, it just reminded me of, of kind
1: of having, you know, you talked about and, and, you know, it doesn't always have to be that way, but often breakdowns have an opportunity is an opportunity of breakthrough. It's like you. It's mm. like breaking the barrier or cracking the shell open. And we talked about our previous podcast about finding that light and even understanding what it feels like and look like and how bright it shines. Um, but in many ways, um, it is within those painful moments. Uh, That we have an opportunity to find ourselves. Yeah, it's obviously not very easy. I'm not saying going through depression made sense. I had no clue what was going on with me. You know, I couldn't even explain it to my own husband. It was, you know, not, I didn't, I didn't know how to put it into words. I didn't know how it felt like what he, what I was supposed to experience and what that represented. Um, I didn't even see myself anymore. I just knew I wasn't me. I didn't know how, but it was um, eventually through the process, and everyone's process, even with depression, is very unique, very, very its own way of being felt and experienced. Uh, but it's within those painful moments, like uh, you know, my father and his illnesses, and uh, adapting to the idea, and even curious at the same time, which is really weird. But about the loss of a loved one, what is what is that going to be like mm-hmm. for me? How do I adapt? And I felt so fortunate to be able to actually be able to process and have time to adapt to that new change, that new transformation of lost love, but found a beauty found within me into the recognition and the awareness of loving in the moment and feeling in the moment and not having regrets. And, you know, knowing that we're all going to depart and you know me and my passion for grief, death and dying. And it's just, but those painful moments. And I said it Mm -hmm. and it sounded weird when it just came out the first time I said it to someone I hadn't seen in years. And I was like, They're going to think I'm crazy by saying that. But I told them, I said, my father's illness was a blessing in disguise. And knowing that illness had Mm -hmm. a terminal, an end point to death, no matter what, there was no way out. Mm -hmm. It was a breakthrough. It was a breakdown because it hurt, mm. but it was a breakthrough. I shifted. Mm-hmm. I changed. I realized I had to change because it wasn't changing because I was staying in my job. Change was not happening. I had beautiful experiences. There's no regret. It was a part of a journey of growth, education, knowledge, experiences, relationships, so much. I grew so much for being so young in my 20s and spending most of my first 14, you know, mm-hmm. my 20s to up to my 30s into that experience. Um But it was amazing. Like, it's just part of that shift. And you made me realize that it was sweet how you talked about I was 17. I had it all figured out. And I love how people have that aspect, too, of how they see life. And it's good to have goals and visions and plans and live with them. But it's important to allow for space within those goals that change will happen, that it will not always work Mm -hmm. out exactly as we write it out, but to be open Mm -hmm. and ready that that change that will actually experience has beauty and probably even becomes greater than what you had ever planned for and I realized I often yeah. didn't have life plans like going back to even being young and 17 you know in my 20s I actually like didn't plan so much ahead and, and I'm realizing I went a lot more with the flow and I think at one mm. point being in the government and having to work a structured job and that was beautiful and it's the world we live living for the most part actually allowed me to find structure and more organization and you know being on on, on a time scale and on a schedule and all those things, but i've all often been with the flow like at one point I was working at a call center in my first early twenties and realizing that mm-hmm. I needed out and I had applied to school and i just i just quit i let go i budgeted my money applied for student loan, and within two weeks i was I was starting college for a month. And I said, you know, I'll try it. And if it doesn't work out, I've waitress, I'm good at it. Great customer service. I'll go back to, I'll go back on the job market. You know, like I, I did, I've been doing those shifts this whole time, not realizing, and it's only until the depression aspect and the real big breakdown and the breakthroughs and mm-hmm. my dad's illness and his, and his passing and my mom's illness and her passing and all those big, big shifts of a career, loved ones and family that I've had moments where I've realized I've been doing this for so long, but I didn't even know mm-hmm. we've been adapting to change for so long for the most part without realizing. And then when the universe says, or someone says you need to change, we're like, what? No, I mm-hmm. can't do that. This is how I've been doing it for so long. And it seemed like this mm-hmm. biggest mountain or the greatest barrier to overcome. And without realizing we've been constantly dealing with change. Change is the only constant out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And something that comes to mind now is, um, and I actually shared this before the recording with you, Annie, but I woke up this morning thinking about, you know, the analogy of the butterfly, mm. right? It's It's like... The butterfly has its own season it has its own process has its own in order to become a butterfly it has to struggle first literally it has to shed its old skin to become its you know blossoming beautiful colorful butterfly and it's like the those periods in our life that we tend to overlook you know when we're in our deepest or low Uh, we feel depression, we feel just like crying all day, wrapping up in our blankets and pajama. And, you know, all those ladies out there, I hear you when you crave all those chocolate bars (laughs) and all you want to do is watch Netflix. But I promise life will get better. And the thing is, you need to embrace that moment in time when you're dealing with that period because that's what's going to help you to move on to the next step. That's what's going to help you to blossom in that, you know, and be in your own essence um and as they say like that song i don't know who it was from but uh, i think it's kelly clarkson but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and at the end of the day like that's what it is right like change is something that you need in order to evolve as a human being all of us has this this like um, necessity, I guess, to evolve and constantly yes. change in our life. Like, if you had the same patterns that you had as a kid, which where you didn't talk, you didn't eat by yourself, you didn't go to the washroom by yourself. Like, I don't think anyone would love to see a you know society full of babies. Like, we need to evolve and change. <laughs> babies are cute. There's a season and time for it, but at some point, you have expectation to start being autonomous right you need to start talking you need to start walking eating for yourself like going to the washroom by yourself like stuff like that that makes us um better and better each day and i mean we're talking from a children perspective but on the adult one i would say this happens through our career this happens through our relationship this happens through you know the connection that we have to ourselves, to our body, how we show up in the morning—like, there's no one else better than yourself that that knows what you need in that time, right? Like when you said you you had the loss of your dad and your mom, like grieving is a hard, it's a hard season, but it's one that you need to overcome because it's not going anywhere, mm-hmm. and it's one that you're gonna live with. I think moving forward and I think we can expand more on that maybe next episode where we'll be talking just about that. Mm. But in this sense, you know, uh really it's you need to be able to embrace it. It's something that if you don't, you're going to miss the boat. You're going to struggle. So Yeah. And you're going to struggle for real, Mm -hmm. not just like struggle and overcome it. You're going to struggle and just be in that pain all the time, which is not the ideal. And you need to embrace the struggling part to be able to rise and shine after. So whatever you're going through right now in your life, whether it's, you know, maybe you lost someone, maybe you are in a bad relationship and you're ending things, maybe you lost some, you know, an animal or something like just know that things will get better right now doesn't feel like it maybe it doesn't sound like it but just know that there's this is preparing you for the next step it's part of your change it's part of that growth it's
1: that part of the evolvement like change is actually the only is so much more natural to all of us from the minute we're born Even then we know, but we haven't been educated or thought that change is okay, that you must have a routine and habits and consistency. And those things are also beautiful in allowing you to be organized and know how to step forward and be able to take Mm -hmm. next steps, that you're a baby learning to walk or that you're an adult doing a shift of career. It's that's change too. Mm -hmm. When you choose to be like, I wanna change career and I need to plan and organize and seek and research and interview, see that's a change it seems a more normalized change because it's a little bit more adaptable and you're choosing to take initiative on your own versus being thrown a chain change, an automatic change experience in your face. Like, by the way, your dad has cancer and he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: okay. Mm-hmm. Wait,
1: I didn't have time to adapt to that. Like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. You know, kind of a bit of a blow, but, um, we are change is the most natural thing that we are in many in many ways but not knowing how to adapt especially to the more extreme experiences uh, makes it really hard it makes it and, and that's mm. that is okay but it's the beauty within that transformation we might not always see it at that time but allow yourself to be like you said in that experience fully ask what does that feel like to you acknowledge those emotions they all all the emotions want to do is ask to be felt and recognize and then release and let go. But Hey, we don't know how to do that either. And that could be another topic for another day It we suppress it. Mm-hmm. We push it down, recreate a big hard ball of emotion that becomes undigestible years later, or especially if it chooses to resurface and wants to be dealt with and mm-hmm. just wants to be felt and heard. But yeah, but the butterfly, like you talked about and what I've realized with my personal experience of like depression and burnout and major career shifts and jumps and, uh, um, Uh, And death and dying and loss and all of those built in relationships. It's the butterfly happens more than once, time and time again. Mm. And you know what's beautiful about the butterfly? You get to create the colors of those butterfly wings and the patterns over and over every time. You get to recreate Mm. yourself. You get to resource, Mm -hmm. like bring, we talked about this essence of the core of who you are and recreate that experience in the best way you know how for who you are today and imagine and build and create those colors of those wings for that experience in that
0: season and that moment, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. That's nicely put. It's like you get to not create a new person mm-hmm. but you get to choose how you want to show up in the world every single time yes. and it's like that book that you write that first page guess what there's like a billion other pages you can write right mm-hmm. so clean state every time like blank page start if you don't like how it ends or how it's going just turn the page start and a new chapter and start yes. again exactly Whatever. I love that. And and something that comes to mind, Annie, we're talking about transformation, change, and all that goodiness that comes with, you know, becoming our best self and living more authentically. Mm-hmm. Something that we need to acknowledge, you know, it, it's like change isn't easy, right? We, we said it since the, the beginning, but how do you change without forcing things? Like, how do you go from being who you are and becoming what you know, the image or the persona that you want to be playing this role um, in your life. Like, how do you make that happen without forcing things? Like, there was ex- experiences that you have had to go through that forced change into yes. your life, right? Yeah. Like the loss of someone or um, a relationship and things didn't go well or something. It, how do you make change happen For those who are listening out there and are not quite certain what we're referring to. But how do you make the change happen without forcing things?
1: I don't know. I feel like for me, when change comes knocking and actually change happens every day, we just don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes knocking, it's the opportunity for that shift, for that transformation, for that rediscovery of you. It might feel forced because we are uh, people of habits, patterns, and ways, and we'll be talking about some of this too in a future podcast episode, but um, it's asking you to kind of reconsider where you are. And I believe like, especially like big traumatic changes that just come so unexpectedly come knocking for a reason and on a whole soul kind of experience. I realized today that those major change of requests to for me to figure out, find myself and adapt were part of my journey, were part of my pain. And I've chosen to take my pain and see the growth opportunity and the involvement within it and what I had to learn. What mm. am I here to learn? Why is this happening? What am I here to learn right now with this big change or this big drastic pressure of what we feel we are forced to do it's come knocking Mm. for a reason did i create it is it due to my past habits or is it something that i've allowed and i shouldn't have because i'm too too nice or too good it's just all of it like and it's about you know when change happens for me it's it's come knocking for a reason it's part of your soul journey of the learning lessons that you've no longer Mm. remembered that you've signed up for and to be honest, this the painful experience of loss. I've my mom's passing, because my dad passed first and my mom followed shortly, was the most beautiful experience into awakening my passion, and I say that wholeheartedly mm-hmm. for death, dying, loss, and grief. Passion, mm-hmm. a passion that just went tenfold out of the blue. You would have said that to me five, 10 years ago. I would have said, Oh no, there's no way I'm gonna be talking about dying and death and wanting to assist people through that experience by just having those open conversations. But mm-hmm. it's like through, yeah, and you know, what, I'm not saying it's always easier, but obviously losing one first, and it happened to be my father, made it obviously very painful, very hard to change, to adapt, mm-hmm. to find myself through the process, to understand what I had to learn. I, I There was there was no other option than to change and adapt to it because he was not going to live anyways. Like it was just, what, what am I going to do? You know, hide myself in a little cupboard in a hole and just, but I, I as at one point I have to resurface to breathe and it's the problem's not gone. The change has not gone away. Um, but it uh, somehow with the process also allowed it to like make it a little bit easier in a very different way because we are so unique and the love and compassion or the hate that we might have for someone we love that might be dying is very different Mm. but it made it that much more adaptable Mm -hmm. it allowed me to see even much greater beauty within my mother's uh knowing of loss and passing which was like anticipated death you know and we'll talk about that in the next episode but it's like i said for me again it's when that comes knocking there's a reason, there's a lesson, there's a growth opportunity, mm-hmm. there's a change, there's a shift, and there's beauty within all that. So much beauty and how I've learned mm-hmm. and I've created, you know, for me, my own quote, and I have that even tattooed on my arm and it says, through pain, growth and beauty arises. It really does, mm. but we're not taught to deal with pain and we don't know how. And when it comes knocking and pain is changed, it's hard. It's really hard because mm-hmm. we don't know how. And it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's actually it. We we experience change, pain, loss, all of it, all the time, every day.
0: Yeah, I I can hear loudly. You know all these um people saying like you know especially men. I'm I'm speaking for women as well, uh, for myself. But you know we were like at a very young age, I was taught not to cry. Mm, That crying was bad. That crying was like, you know, you shouldn't cry. Why stop crying, stop crying all the time. And I think it's unconscious. Perhaps, you know, my parents did it out of goodness. They were probably tired of hearing me cry. I was a big crier. I cried for everything. But anyway, um, you know, I think the intention is that our parents do love us and they want, they care about us, but at some point they don't understand the ripple effect of those you know constant like sh- shaming I guess or or taming how you actually feel and I remember um, long story short I remember uh, vividly that you know it wasn't until I let go of everything I actually moved to New Brunswick for a couple of years to find myself I mm. guess um, move away from family try to de- detach from relationships and the past and kind of reinvent myself right like color that butterfly with new colors and I for the first time I was 21 I think and for the first time I actually allowed myself to cry for crying wow. and I, I I was sobbing nonstop. I just had this like big amounts You know, amount of crying going on for three months. Life, you know, was going and I had started a job and then I was able to actually speak with a life coach at the time, which I was fortunate enough. I'm so grateful for. And that moment, just that little key of talking with someone and allowing myself to cry just kind of took like 50 pounds off of me, you know, not literally, but um, fast forward a couple of years, which is um, during the pandemic um transition happened in a major way with uh, I was diagnosed with uh sleep apnea mm, wow and i was literally like s- choking to death in my sleep so you know i was uh um in my 20s and i was like i don't want to have to you know, sleep with a CPAP machine all the time until I'm dead. Like, I don't want to have to do... I want to travel the world. I had vision for backpacking and traveling and, like... You know, um, but anyway, that vision didn't align with the CPAP. And... Yeah, you're like I'm gonna backpack with my CPAP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that would have went, but you know, there's ways that you can make it work. I'm always optimistic, but in my vision, in my world, I didn't want that to happen, and I was like, I was so determined. I was overweight at the time, and I was so determined to lose the weight because I strongly believe that by losing the weight, I could heal myself, that it was like a super strong message inside. But I didn't know how I would wear and everything aligned so fast. Wow. When you said the intention, like yes. just I had a conversation with someone who was a weight loss coach, and then she offered me a, a like a program, like just five sheets of paper. Literally, that's all it was, five sheets of paper that I start reading And the whole program, you know, I'm not going to promote it because I'm not here to promote anything. But for me at the time, uh, it served its purpose. I started, I was like, okay, I was determined. I had, you know, beautiful conversation with people that made me realize that I was at my lowest and I needed to change. And there was no blaming. There was no shaming. There was no like, oh, it's because of them or this or this experience in my life. No, I took full responsibility for what happened to me. So I wasn't blaming anyone. I wasn't even blaming myself. I was just acknowledging where I was at, which is I had to sleep with a at every night. And I had a vision where I wanted to be. Mm. And that's what happened. I took one action after the other. I, you know, changed my diet. I started to walk and like almost every morning. Um, I started journaling, meditating, talking and detoxing from negative people in my life. Like it's a whole sum of stuff, but I lost 83 pounds and I healed myself and I did the test and I was like zero to like 0.5% like diagnosed with sleep apnea in the end. Wow. So I believe, you know, call it a miracle, call it hard work, call it whatever you change. want. I, I believe in change and it's not, it didn't happen overnight. You know, it didn't happen by with a magic wand and then click. No. But it comes when you set intention. Mm-hmm. You know, it could also be positive. It doesn't have to come in a hardcore, like super deep dive, uh horrible change. It doesn't have to be that way. But change is not easy. So if you're determined to make something happen, keep that in mind in hard times. When you're going to hit that low peak of the day where you're like, why am I doing this again? Or you're doubting the process because you're not seeing instant results. Here's my advice to you. Power through. Keep whatever motivates you to stick to it. You know, you're not always going to have motivation, Mm -hmm. right? You're not always going to be motivated to do something that is actually good for you. Let's be real here. Like, I want to change. I want to be healthy. I want to exercise every day. I'm am I doing it? No. But I challenged myself like a couple months ago, uh, my partner and I did a 30-day challenge which was really fun. So first our challenge was to at least exercise 20 minutes a day. You know, an hour would have been too much because we were basically couch potatoes going back to the gym. Um, but in that season, you know, we we encourage each other as well to not eat out in restaurants mm. because most of the time it's counterproductive, right? You go out, you eat junk, and then you come back and you exercise. So there's no <laughs> there's no real <laughs> impact there, not positive anyway. So we did a thirty day challenge and we stick to it. Some days it was tough. Some days we we compromise and we like okay if we clean the house for an hour does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I love it though.
1: Motivation and intention, right?
0: Yeah. And just setting those like fun ex- like fun goals. It doesn't have to be hard, right? Like I'm I'm looking at people who say oh my god, change is so hard. Is I don't want to do it. Make it fun. Yeah. Make it fun. Like who says that it has to be boring? Who said it has to be shitty and ugly all the time? No one, right? Like just make it your own. And, and have accountability partners, mm. right? Whether it's a friend or your best friend or your partner, like have people who's on your team and are cheering for you yeah. to change and evolve. I know that a lot of people, and, and, and Annie, you can relate to that. I think we've had beautiful conversation in the past where, you know, I think soul to soul, like we are two people who cheer each other up all the time. And I find, you know, it's very gratifying to have you in my life. Whether actually, funny story, Annie and I never met yet in real in life. We actually <laughs> met during in person. We only met virtually during a pandemic. So I'm looking forward to the day where we actually Get to sit together. Meet in yeah. I'll have
1: coffee. You can Absolutely.
0: have tea. <laughs> <laughs> but just so you know, like, you know, Annie's a beautiful soul and really there is these people out there that are going to cheer for you. However, here's one major thing you need to remember. You need to be able to cheer for yourself first. Most definitely. If you don't love yourself, if you don't believe in yourself, how can you expect the world to do that mm, for you? It starts with you. That's a yeah, that's a huge expectation to put on someone else. And mm. I know Annie, you do that for Ooh. yourself and I do that for myself which makes it easier to collaborate, which makes it easier to show up for each other because we know our word. We know what we are good at. We know that we love ourselves. Even if we don't and we have those hard days, we're like, hey girl, pick yourself back up and like, let's go, you got yeah. this, right? We, we remind ourselves mm-hmm. how important it is to Just keep going, moving forward and changing.
1: And I think, as you said, you know, you you had beautiful sharing of personal experiences and those hard times really are the opportunity for change. We struggle with it because it's coming to Mm -hmm. us. You need to change something here. Something's not working. You're struggling. It hurts. It's hard. I can't see the light, whatever that may be, because change needs to happen. Something wants to shift within you and around you because anything you do for you and it's important to do for you first as long as you do it for yourself without purposely wanting to hurt anybody else externally of course uh, but you must come first and we weren't taught that's a whole other subject too we weren't taught to take care of you and be able to say I love you I even had that conversation with a friend this week you know and I learned that a few years ago I'm not saying it's still easier or not but I had never looked myself in the mirror right in my eyes in a mirror and said I love you and when I did I bawled bald, mm-hmm. like missed self-esteem issue my whole life. And I'm still dealing with some because you deal with layers and growth and expansion and changes. Right. Um, but I balled. Mm-hmm. But then you talked about intentions. And this actually came up in uh, like one of my card readings in the last couple of weeks. And he's like, you want this shift to change any and where you are in life because it's not where you want to be. It's very temporary, but something needs to shift. But you're like, Have you, you want something to change and you feel lost and you don't see, you're not seeing the way right now. You're just floating around. I'm actually getting done just floating around, (laughs) you know, but then Mm. it just, it was, it dawned on me and it's spring on top of that right now in the season that we're recording this and it's where we plant seeds. Of intentions, mm. I wasn't even planting seeds mm-hmm. of intentions. Like if you either even you want to literally go outside, maybe take small rocks and pretend they're seeds. Give each one an intention and plant that seed into the dirt. Whatever works for you. That is journaling those intentions every day. That is actually repeating some of those seeds of intention before you go to bed. So the dream world actually, which is a whole other passion of mine, allows you to. Pl- support you in the transformation and the intention of the seeds that you are planting in the day, all the way into the dream world, into the process of sleep and rest and rejuvenation until the next day. It's magical. But we seriously, even myself, I'm like, I haven't been been planting seeds. I'm not saying those seeds are so specific, But I'm not even planting them. I'm not even setting those intentions Mm -hmm. of those seeds, whatever they might be. And I was like, okay, then if I want something to change, because it's not changing, actually, it's not knocking at my door, (laughs) well, plant the seeds of intentions for that change
0: to come knocking. I'm like, okay, let's do this, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. That's You said it beautifully. So everyone who's listening, go ahead and plant your seed of intention for what comes next for you in maybe the day, maybe in the, the, the week or the month or the year. Um, but you don't have to plan so far ahead. Just take one step ahead and in the change direction, yeah. right? Like, Try to take baby steps towards the net goals of what you want to create. So thank you so much, Annie, for sharing this and for being here with me and co-creating this love wonderful it. episode. I love it too. So guys, stay tuned for next week's episode where we will be discussing how to strive through hardship and how to grieve. So stay tuned. Thanks again, Annie, for being here. And I hope you enjoyed this one.
1: If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe
0: and share it with your friends and family. Also, head on over to our website, EmbraceYourLifePodcast.com to learn more how you can live your most authentic life. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember to embrace your life.